This episode of Real Estate Real World is brought to you by Lion Desk CRM. Discover why so many people have already made the brilliant decision to switch to Lion Desk. With over 100 integrations and video, email, and texting, Lion Desk isn't just a CRM. It's everything you'll ever need in a great follow-up system. Learn why thousands of real estate professionals have already made the switch by visiting them today at liondesk.com. Use the code REALWORLD and get 50% off your first two months. No credit card is even needed to get started today. Welcome to Real Estate Real World where we talk to the movers, shakers, and leaders that are getting it done right now in the real estate industry and beyond. Your host is Marguerite Crispillo, and she started this podcast simply to talk to cool people about what's really happening in this crazy roller coaster ride of real estate. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and stay up to date on the newest stuff by adding yourself to the list at www.realestaterealworld.com. Now your host... Marguerite Crispillo. Welcome, everybody. This is Marguerite Crispillo, and I am so excited for this very special edition today of Real Estate Real World, where we get to talk to all the amazing people, not only that are in the real estate industry, but that are not in the real estate industry, because there are so many amazing people that are doing such great things out there that inspire me every day and I love to be inspired more than anything and read great stuff. So a while back I had the rare opportunity to actually do a podcast with Bob Berg who wrote The Go-Giver along with John David Mann and I was so surprised that he agreed to do a podcast with me. I was excited and he introduced me to John David Mann who is also just equally as incredible who recently introduced me to our guest today, Chef Charles Carroll. So welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. And they wrote a book called The Recipe, which is not out yet. It is in pre-order, but I got to get a little sneak uh, peek of the book, which I was thrilled about, and I'm almost completely through the book, and I just loved it. So before we dive into that, let me read a little bit about our great guest today. So The Recipe by Olympic gold medalist, Chef Charles Carroll and New York Times bestselling author John David Mann is a tale of heartbreak and redemption, a meditation on great food, love great food, and secrets of the kitchen and a life manual all wrapped together into one compelling unputdownable story, which is true. George Foreman, former world heavyweight champion, called it an instant classic. Robin Sharma, bestselling author of The Monk, who sold his Ferrari and the leader who had no title, calls it a little story about big ideas, adding read it and be transformed by its simple, noble truths. My guest today is the book's co-author, Chef Charles Carroll. I have not had enough coffee this morning. <laughs> Executive chef of the River Oaks Country Club in Houston, Texas. Chef Carroll has a unique perspective on success, greatness, and what it takes to create amazing teams. He took his first Culinary Olympics gold medal, the first of many, at age 24, and has participated in eight different Olympics over three decades. 
As executive chef at one of the highest rated country clubs in the nation, he manages and mentors a team of 25 in six kitchens and three restaurants, putting out 80 to 100 banquet functions per week. Wow, that's insane. <laughs> and maintains an incredible sense of family spirit and team morale in the process. He travels the country giving inspirational talks to young people on the ingredients of greatness. He just returned from logging a quarter million miles in his two-year stint as president of the World Association of Chefs Societies. And in his spare time, he's written a book, A Culinary Parable, he calls it, with the go-giver author John David Mann. How does he do it? And more importantly, why does he do it? We're going to find out today. So thank you so much for being here. Oh, so the pleasure is all mine. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm excited. So I'm actually enjoying your office there and seeing your medals and your pictures and all the stuff behind you in your office. And so I'm curious, above all your medals back there, there's like a, a bunch of things hanging. Are those from like events you've been to? Can you see those? Oh, on the very top? Yeah. Yeah, th those are, uh, <clears throat> well, as, as World Chef uh, um, President, uh, I did a lot of traveling, and, and a lot of those are, are industry shows and and, uh, and and congresses and conventions and so on. So many times I would be the guest of of those events. So um, uh, those are some of the credentials from those events. Uh, World Chefs is is a uh, is 105 countries and 10 million chefs. It's a oh, it's a big organization. Holy cow! <laughs> yeah. So I I kind of I kind of fell into that. Uh, um, uh, position and so for two years so it was uh, it was quite a ride Wow and so tell me this like how did you originally get interested in food like was this from day well we all love food I mean and we especially love great food. <laughs> but what drove your interest to even start out in this arena well well um, you, you know it, it's funny the recipe is um, is a lot of my food memories. Um, oh, you know, yeah. it's it's called you know it's it's in a town called Maple Town. Well, well, the dinette. My dad owned a dinette called uh, the Maple Town Dinette. Um, but John and I kind of twisted that and made it Maple Town is where the is where the the uh, scene is taking place. So I grew up in New England, and my dad was a chef. My brothers were chef, and and so I you know I grew up sitting on bags of flowers, uh, flour, watching my dad uh, uh, cook donuts and in the dinette so that's where a lot of those memories come from and and then uh, we i grew up in a country inn so you're working eight days a week doing the chores and and um and i was cooking breakfast for the for the guests and uh when i was in third grade so i had a pretty early start <laughs> i would guess so wow that is a very <laughs> young start and so what took you so I, i'm going to be honest i didn't even know there was a culinary olympic sure yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i didn't even know that was a, a thing so well, i'm fascinated you, by it now yeah you're not the only one uh, unfortunately uh the united states does a, a poor job of covering it you know it, it's it's just like the sports olympics that happens every four years and um uh it's in it's held in germany and and uh it, it's actually the same the same year as a sports olympics so and then, and then during those those three years leading up to the World Culinary Olympics, uh, there's several trials, a lot of uh, different uh, international shows, and in Switzerland, and in Singapore, and 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 uh, in Norway, and 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 all over uh, Luxembourg. Wow. So, so it, what's awesome is is you know I had an, an opportunity to represent. Uh, the United States and to represent the United States in anything is is pretty cool. Yeah, so right. to, to stand on stage and and receive gold medals for your country and and uh, 
Uh, it's very intensive. It, 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 you can relate it to just like the sports Olympics because you're working. The only difference is uh, you have to have a real paying job. You don't have sponsors. So, <laughs> uh, you know, you work a 60, 70, 80 hour a week for the property and then you turn around and work another 20 or 30 for, for the, the Olympic training. And then you fly once or twice a month um, uh, every month for about three years uh, going to different uh, um, properties uh, for training sessions. So what inspired you to even try out for that? Well, uh, <clears throat> my dad was a culinary instructor in St. Johnsbury, Vermont, in, in St. Johnsbury Academy, and uh, which also is small, uh, you know, um, tidbits in the book, the recipes. So that yeah. that's that's actually a true part uh, in the book. And and uh, so my dad was a culinary instructor there, and and uh, one of the videos he showed us in the class, and I took I took the cooking class, obviously, uh, was an Olympic. Um, uh, Olympic video, and once I saw that, I was like, "Oh my God, I want to do that!" And then I went to the Culinary Institute of America in Hyde Park, New York, and and uh, some of the people that were in those videos uh, were in the hallways, and there were the teachers, and so I chased them around like a like a you know, like a rodeo, like a groupie, you know, <laughs> and, and tugged at them and and begged them to volunteer for anything I could, and and I just I just got it in my blood, and and since then I've been a member of eight different teams. So that's incredible. I, I mean, I, I think about. As I was reading this book and, and thinking about a lot of the different things, there's a, there's a little quote. This was my favorite quote. I'm going to read it here real quick. It says, let me tell you a secret. What inspires me most every day isn't what I already know how to do. A lot of people settle for that, but you can't become your best that way. Being impressed with what you already know won't get you to greatness, not even in the ballpark. What inspires me most is what I don't know, what I can't do yet. There's not a lot of juice in being good. You know where there's a lot of juice? Finding ways to get better. Mm -hmm. that was, yeah. That's been my favorite quote, and I, and I highlighted it, and I printed it out, and I set it down on the book because I think so many of us, you know, we just do the basics sometimes, mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and sometimes that's what you have to do just to survive, right? And well, then that, you look yeah, at something a, like the Olympics, and you're like, that's where really the incredible, like, not many <clears throat> people are willing to take that step. Yeah, I, you know, I love that you picked that quote, um, because that, that's, the, that's a real quote that I use. I have two other books as well, Leadership Lessons from a Chef, Finding Time to be Great, um, uh, and also another book called Tasting Success, uh, Your Guide to Becoming a Chef. And um, in, in, in the, I think that quote actually came from one of those books. Uh, but that's absolutely what inspires me every day is, is is what I don't know. I mean, that's what makes me jump out of bed in the morning. And, and as a chef, you have to you have to be that way. I mean, there there may be a few out there uh, that wouldn't admit that. But um, I, I mean, I will never know everything there is to, to know about cooking. Never. And, and um, so that's what has to inspire you. And and, and uh, also as a chef, as a leader, as a manager. Um, you know, you you need to be searching all the time of of, of those things that you don't know uh, uh, to get better and to be able to lead your team. You know, it's so true because it, it and it, that relates to everything other than sure. chef. Yeah. You know, cooking is it even in the real estate industry. I mean, I've been twenty three years in the real estate mm. industry, so you would think I would know it all. Mm. <laughs> you know? Right, right. But I'm surprised on a daily basis, and things yeah. pop up, and situations change, and and life changes so much, you know, yeah. I, I, so my nephew is a gentleman named Julian Perigo Jimenez and he has worked for, he's a, he's a pastry chef 
Okay. And he has worked for some of the big, you know, Caesars and all of those. And he was on Cake Wars and a number of other oh, things. Oh, cool. And he recently, just a few months ago, opened a patisserie here in our market. And I just saw him last night at the Lady Gaga concert, which was fantastic. Oh, wow. She was fantastic. <laughs> and uh, and I was asking him, you know, how's his, his place going? And he's in that fine line between things are going so great that he really should expand, but mm. he doesn't want to expand because that's going to mean more work and he goes you know i thought i knew a lot and i'm mm -hmm. learning how much i don't know and right. so it was so funny that just last night we had that conversation know you know knowing that i was going to talk to you today mm. uh, but it's just so true you don't know and that i love what you say that that's what gets you up in the morning to go figure sure. it out like that's the exciting part right go figuring things out that you don't know Sure, absolutely, and and you know it's a there's a funny saying I think, or at least it's in my head. I don't know which which one, but when when you're first starting out and you're a young person in your early twenties, you you knew everything, right. and the, the the older you got, the the more you knew uh, you found out how much you didn't know, uh, and uh, so I, I think when we get older, we get a little wiser. But you know, another quick story on on the culinary Olympics, um, you, you know. Uh, we, you got to see some of the amazing work that that's in the world culinary Olympics. I mean, the food it looks like glass. It's so amazingly gorgeous for so many different reasons. The, the way the food is displayed and everything. And, and uh, I'm, I remember going to practice sessions and displaying our food and say, "Wow, that looks super good. I'm I'm happy with it." This is where you know, um, and, and I would say that maybe, you know, two or three months ago. And and uh, but that was never good enough. And I I would look at it and think. I'm really happy with that. I think that's we'll put that one on the shelf, and that's the one we're going to take the Olympics. But then, three months later, you realize how foolish you were, and you just brought it. You just brought it five, you know, fivefold better. Um, so, I mean, we always have to keep our our, uh, our our head open to those kind of things. You know what I love too about great food and the people who prepare it and and put it together is how important the details are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right yeah. it's the little tiny things mm -hmm. that uh, it, when it comes to sense of smell when it comes to sense of the the vision of it and what it looks like and it, it's to me i'm just so fascinated by how important those mm -hmm. details are and i think that that is the difference between good and great is paying yeah. attention to those details Absolutely, and and uh, you know we we have uh, guiding principles, and, and again, this is what a lot of the book is about. I mean, the book isn't my life; it isn't my life story. It's not a true story based on my life, but it's about a lot of things that I know, and a lot of things I've experienced or seen, like the dinette. and uh, And we have one of our guiding principles is improve everything you touch, and um, and and you have to you have to have that mindset because you know we're so busy. You mentioned we do eighty to hundred parties a week. Um, it's so easy to get in a routine. Okay, peel it, chop it, put in a pot, cook it, you know, pour it out, serve it, type of thing. And if you're not, if you know, if you don't stop and smell and taste everything, and then you're just pushing food out. You're, you're not cooking at all. You're not a chef at all. Um, so you have to slow down. You have to slow down and enjoy those those senses and care and and, and care about where stuff comes from. You know, uh, our younger generation. You know, they'll be out here. Uh, peeling carrots and chopping off the ends and throw them in the garbage and there's two or three inches left on that carrot you know that just went in the garbage that we should be using for stock or something and if, if, if they were the farmer 
that put that seed in the ground and, and, and nurtured it and watered it and fertilized it and watched it grow and carefully picked it and cleaned it, they wouldn't be throwing that in the trash like that. You know, they would treat that carrot with a lot of respect. And, and so that's the passion. That's the part we try, to, we try to teach here as well. And I'm telling you, you have to read this book when it comes out because there's a whole section where you talk about that with mm. um, the young man that you're you're mentoring in the book, not you. Right. Owen, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the chef. And, and, he's, and he goes through that talking about cutting up the carrots, right? And then he throws yeah, all sure. the carrots aside. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. A I'm not going to tell it because I want you guys to read the book because <laughs> it's so good. But... Uh, so one of the questions we have here is you've done everything at the Olympics, right? From taking mm -hmm. gold as a competitor to coaching gold teams to judging. And I think that this, again, applies to the real estate industry and applies really to everything we do in life. Is it what does it take to go all the way? I mean, to, to obtain a gold medal is like, oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's a big deal. And there's so much that goes into that. So in building that team, even what does it take to build that team? Well, well, that's a really great question. But I mean, uh, I think discipline. Discipline and heart. You know, uh, you have to have it. It has to be in your heart, and you have to enjoy the pro. And anything in life, like what we're doing now, your podcast, and I'm looking to start a podcast. You know, next month. And my God, I saw all the videos and stuff on TV. I mean, you know, on the on the on the YouTube and everything. It, it seems so simple. It's not simple. No, it's a lot. <laughs> there's of nothing. Work. There's nothing easy about it. You know, and and it, you have to have the will. You have to have the heart. You know, you have to love what you're doing. And you know. I don't want to be a cliche that, you know, if you love what you do, you'll never have a bad day or you never work a day in your life. But it's true. And and you have to have that passion in, in, in your in your heart. And then you have to be dedicated. You have to you have to push. And, and I, you know, getting away from the book a little bit, but I, I've been I've been chasing things all my life, you know, and, and I got five or six projects I'm working on right now. And, and on top of the of this beautiful club that I'm at. And and I, you know, if I could say one thing that would stick in everybody's heart today, uh, you know, I would I would uh, I would say, find that thing that makes you jump out of bed in the morning. Find that thing that you want to go chase. Go. You got to find something in your heart that you just want to makes you jump out of bed in the morning because that's there's nothing better than can't wait to get up and go get it. You know, and so chase that dream and and ch and go after it. And 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 we're chasing four or five now and. Now, I, I'm blessed to to have one book out, let alone three, and 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 now I'm writing one with John Mann. I mean, that's a dream in itself. You know, John's an amazing guy, and and this book, you know, we think it's a national bestseller. I mean, it's it's a brilliant, beautiful book. We have movie interest in it right now, and um, I'm so we're just keep dreaming and chewing. Uh, one of my favorite sayings is chewing off the end of the table to do whatever it takes to be successful. And I mean, that's the ride I'm on. You know, I'm just loving it right now. And, you know, I have to say, to me, it's such an honor to, to have you on the show. And when you say, you know, just to write one book is a big deal, well, I, I'm in the process of writing my book. Mm. And it's such a process, right? Oh, like it's such a, it, it's such a process. And, and I laugh when you said that because years ago I got the opportunity to meet Malcolm Gladwell, and, mm. um, who's, wow. you know, an incredible author. And I was standing in line to have my book signed by him and he was, you know, talking about a few things and I said, I go, oh, I go, so have you only written one book? <laughs> and because uh, in my mind, I'm thinking I want to buy every book the guy has, right? And he goes, well, by most 
standards, that's quite an accomplishment. <laughs> I, was, I was so embarrassed, you know, I was, I was mortified because that's not at all what I meant, you know, when I was asking sure. the question. But sure. it is such a, a huge accomplishment. And I think that uh, the fact that you don't take it lightly mm -hmm. for what, because I love what you said here a moment ago. You said, improve everything you touch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that is the mo that's the that's my quote of the day or the month. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's one of our guiding principles here at the club, and it's also uh, uh, you know one of the rules, uh, Owen's rules, one of the chef's rules in, in the recipe. So, um, uh, you know, we, you know, again, it, we we kind of grabbed all the things that I know or I'm a part of ever seen. So, um, improve everything in touch. So it may, it makes you stop and think. It makes the cook stop and think. Okay, well, look, I got, I can't take this vegetable for granted. I got to respect it and. And, and uh, I want to. I want the carrot to taste even more like a carrot, not like a bunch of mustard or whatever else you're putting in the dish. So, respecting the product and improving what we already have in our in our hands. So that's one of our guiding principles. Um, Don't you think too that probably ninety nine percent of the people out there never even think about a carrot? Mm. Yeah, right? yeah, I think, and, and, and that's yeah. a small. It's a small detail, like we talked about earlier. But they are. They're just so looking at in such a rush to get it out or, mm -hmm. you know, get the plates out or in a rush to just, you know, get stuff done that yeah. they miss the, that detail in things. And that's what makes food extraordinary. When you've been to a place mm -hmm. and now I want to come to your place cause I want to eat whatever you cook. But when you've been to a place like that, you see such a huge difference, right? It's not even in the same realm is the only way right. I can describe it. Right, you know, and and um, and it, it it's quite an art actually too, uh, because you know we're in such a fast-paced world um, that everything is right now, right here, right now, fast and and drive-through and 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 uh, internet and and by a click you can have everything you ever needed and and so you know the, as a chefs we do have to feed a lot of people and we have to feed them quick and we have to make sure the food is amazing, but. It, it, what what I often see in the young people is is they don't slow down enough to taste. You know, you got to taste everything. And because the you know the onion today may not be as sweet as the onion tomorrow, or the you know corn's a great example. You know, silly things like that. But you have to taste everything because everything coming the door doesn't you know even though it's the same case and same bushel and same whatever that it, it's going to taste different every day. So you know that's another one of our guiding principles or rules of the chef and. In, you know, in the book, the recipe, we have we have the seven the seven uh, rules of the kitchen that that um, uh, the chef came up with, and everybody lived by. And then Owen then turned those over into the the chef's rule for living. Um, so that's how we kind of tied that into the book. And and uh, and it, it's, it's quite, I'm not sure where you're at in the book, but it's quite an emotional roller coaster, I think. And, it, uh, it has been, yeah. yeah. It's still relatively early in, but it, it's. Uh... It's been well, cause well, I don't want to. I don't want to give it away. I want people yeah. to read it. So, I don't want well, let, well, let me just say this <clears throat> for those uh, that because we want everybody to go out and buy this book. Absolutely, we we want them to go out, go out and buy it. And it's um, it's the recipe, a story of love, loss, and and the ingredients of greatness. So, the ingredients of greatness um, uh, dot com is where they can go uh, in order the book. Yes, um, but uh, it's. Uh, the, the best way we could put it is is that you know I will tell you that the boy uh, uh, Owen loses his father at a very young age. He's mad at the world. He's mad at God, and uh, he's, he gets himself in a, a bunch of trouble. 
And um, one of his dad's uh, friends sees him getting in trouble, and he reaches out and pulls the boy in. And every chapter is a life lesson, and every chapter they cook something. Yes. So what what's better than that? I mean, it's so we we were we were we were talking about life um, through food, and 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 how it, how there's so many different ways you can weave those two things together. You have to be patient in life. You know, you have to taste everything. You have to savor every moment. You know, so the, there's so many different ways to tie passion and respect and 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 and, and, and patience in food as in life. So it's it's really a cool story. So what comes to mind is the in the very beginning of the first chapter, uh, when the kid comes in and he sits down and he has him eat a hot dog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I never even remotely thought about right. a hot dog in that way until mm-hmm. he's like, well, what does it taste like? What it you know, tell me what you, what are the senses that are coming to mind for you, right? Like, what are the, yeah. what are the flavors that you're tasting? Yeah. And I think that's one of those things where I don't think that we even slow down to right. taste those flavors. We're inhaling food at this point right. in our, for many of us in our lives. And we're not, we're doing it so subconsciously, you know, we're doing it while we're multitasking. We're you know, dragging kids to school and trying to get to work and we're on cell phones and everything else and we're just trying to get food down our throats. That's true. Huh? And so it's, that to me was an impactful part of it is that are we taking the time to even pay attention to, to what yeah. we're eating? Well, that, that's a great lesson too that, that, that the chef, uh, the scene that you're talking about is, is the, you know, the boy, is his mind is so far from going to work for this guy you know he's distraught he's upset he's mad he lost his dad and and yet the chef sits down and and he sits next to him and he takes him away from all that you know he takes him out of all that anger he takes him out of all the things that he's mad at the world about and he takes him out of that for a moment and he makes him kind of drift off into imagining what the flavors are like you know and the snap of the hot dog was it smoky is it a little bit smoky oh it's a little bit spicy so he takes them out into another world, um, and 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 then when and in the, at the same time he's teaching them how to taste, uh, and that's you know that's something that I don't think necessarily is happening in culinary schools today is is that you know you teach them how to cook but you don't teach people how to taste you know slow down and close your eyes and and like I said we're in a fast paced world and and I'm guilty of it too you know I'm I'm so busy. And I'll run through, and we have six kitchens, as as you mentioned there, and run through, and, you, and people are saying hello to you or good morning, and, and you, you don't hear about it because you're worrying about, okay, i got three meetings today, and i got to get this ready and that. And uh, I'm guilty of it, and, um, yeah. and and I make reference to that in the book as well. Well, my husband is taking me out to dinner tonight at a new Italian awesome. restaurant here in town. As so he should. As, as he should. <laughs> yeah. And so it's going to be my goal to slow down and really yeah. taste the food tonight after talking yeah. to you. But there's a couple of other things I wanted to talk about before we get uh, run out of time today. Is that you took a team to Afghanistan yeah. uh, to put on a show and cook a meal for 5,000 troops in your yeah. spare time. Like, how? Why did you do that, and how did you pull that off? Well, it's a, I don't know how, how I pulled it off, but I, it's a long, it's a little bit of a long story. But quickly, I did it in 2011 and 2013, and it's called Operation Hot. And you can go to my website, chefcharlescarroll.com, and we have some awesome video footage on there. And uh, we're redoing the website, so even so, next month 
maybe in October, we're even going to have some better footage. But <clears throat> a buddy of mine asked me to go over a long time ago to Afghanistan and feed the troops for Fourth of July, and that fell through. And ever since then, it was in my head. So I put it together, and um, uh, a buddy of mine, Chief David Longstaff, was in charge of all the food for the military all around the world. And he said, I can help you get that done. And, and the idea was just to go over there and feed them and do a little cooking thing with them. And, and it turned into a, a celebrity team of 20 and, um, and a support team and, and 30,000 pounds of show gear. And we put a Vegas-style show in the middle of a oh, war zone. Goodness. Yeah, it was staging, a 30-foot staging. And uh, I'm talking about in, in Afghanistan, okay? So oh, it gives me goose pimples. Yeah, we went to Bagram and, and uh, the first time. Uh, and then we went to Kandahar, the base, the second time. We had 30,000 troops on those bases. Huh? And um, just giving out hugs. I had five five uh, tons of, uh, of gifts and iPods and socks and, and water guns and Visine and you name it, DVDs, uh, books, um, Red Bull. Wow. And, uh, and I had celebrities uh, like Robert Irvine and, and, um, and Lou Holtz, and, and uh, I had a live rock band. And it was the most emotional, most amazing um, time in my life, and, and um, incredibly emotional. And uh, you, you know, people thank me for doing it, but you know, it was you know, I it, I gotta say it was a it was the most amazing time in my life. Um, I, and we can go on it forever, but um, we touched a lot of hearts, and that was my deal. You know, I wanted to touch people's hearts, and I wanted to make sure that they remember that we're we haven't forgotten them. I I have video footage from all four past presidents. Uh, thanking the troops in Operation Hot, wow. and uh, we have video footage from uh, Rudy Giuliani. I went up to see and uh, celebrities, and uh, we had comedians, uh, you know, and and that was just it was really special. And and you can't forget what that amazing job that these troops are doing for us, and and and, and what basis. and what they go through, and how how they live, and and uh, how they know we'll have a day off, and yeah, it's pretty pretty awesome. Yeah. So who? Who did you write this book for? <laughs> well, um, uh, my first two books, uh, uh, Leadership Lessons and uh, Tasting Success, you know, are in uh, culinary schools uh, all all around the um, uh, all around the United States and and parts of the world actually, and uh, um, so those are in the hospitality, you know, the hospitality field and culinary schools and, and and business classes. So they're doing very well. I'm really proud to say that. That they're in so many different schools, um, but I didn't want to. Then I wanted to write a fun book <clears throat> that you could see at the airport, you know. And and in uh, the fir- first two uh, were about team building and and how to prepare yourself for school and that kind of thing. So I wanted to do a parable, and and uh, so I wrote eight or nine chapters, and and uh, and and then I I googled. I mean, I uh, I saw John on Facebook and thanked him, and next thing you know, and he answered me just like you talked about the story I know, about so Bob. Funny, huh? And and so then it took off and and so I you know, and everything that I'm doing now you know I've done so many things in my life, um, you know you're doing so many dinners and, and fundraisers and, and everything for everybody else and and then I wanted I said I'm going to start slowing down and, and smell the roses and do things that I really want to do, but everything that I'm doing with this particular book, with uh, the podcast hopefully next month and. Uh, we have, you know, hopefully with a movie and hopefully with a TV show that we're working on, is to not just be entertaining, but to touch people's lives, you know, to touch their hearts, and, and to make a difference. And and what I love about the people, the launch team that have read it, is that they say it stays with them. The book stays with them after a while. So that's what we love, you know. That's what that's why we do it. And and uh, 
So that's what's making me jump out of bed right now. So. Well, you know what? I do have to say I, I am almost finished with it, and it's such a fantastic book. And it's one of those books you can't put down. Like my eyes were bleeding. I was tired and <laughs> like wanting to finish it. And it's and those are my favorite kind of books, you know, the books that you cannot put down. And uh, I'm in the process of writing my book, and it's one of those things where – you want to spend so much time doing it. Sure, yeah. So my book's coming out hopefully in the spring called The Hundred Things I Love About You. And, oh, how awesome. I'll, I'll, I'll have to send you an advanced copy when I do it. Well, um, when I get my podcast going, I'll have you on as my guest. How's that? That would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. <laughs> it, it, well, I love the title. Yeah, it's, it's, it's my, kind of my story, but it, it's really cool. Um, so I'm, ex I'm really excited about it. And it's one of those things where things keep coming together, just like you connected with, you know, John David Mann, who mm -hmm. I just want to give a shout out to both him and Bob, cause they are such genuine people like yeah, real they pros, are the yeah. real deal, Special you people. Know? and yeah. the fact that they, you know, respond to their own emails and they're so giving and just like you have been as well. I was so excited, uh, you know, when, when I got to have you on here and, so I want to say that the recipe comes out October 17th and is available right. now for pre-order on Amazon and everywhere else. And we'll have links in the show notes to how to get a hold of you. Uh, but for more information on the book and you, our guest today, chefcharlescarroll.com. Uh, you guys are running a pre-release special on this book right now, right? Which you can get at that website. Yeah, it's going to be amazing okay. too. Wait till you see this stuff. I had John in uh, town. I think John. The only reason why John did this book is because so he could eat. You know, well, I think that's why I would do it. That's why I'm doing the podcast because I'm <laughs> counting on the fact that I'm going to meet you someday and I'm absolutely going to get to eat some of your incredible food. That's next that's, time you're in. Next time you're in Houston, you have a, you have a warm meal waiting for you. But I, <laughs> I we have uh, the with the bonus material. I had John in a couple weeks ago, and we we have cooked uh, eight different recipes from the book. And we videoed them, and we had a great time cooking together over you know over a week's time. And, and John came in. We did eight of the recipes, and we related the re uh, the recipes back to the story and all why Owen and the chef chose those and the struggles they had and the life comparisons and so on. So, so you'll get a chance to meet both uh, me and John in in my kitchen and uh, cooking away and have a lot of fun. And then we also have a um, kind of a fireside chat about all the behind the stories um, because there is a lot of things in there in the book about my life. So. Um, so that's all video footage that is exclusive for the uh, anybody who pre-orders the book before October 17th. Awesome. Well, you know what? This has been such a pleasure. I know you're such a busy man, and and I just want to tell everyone you're actually in a working office. So I am. he's got chefs coming in and out, and all kinds of people <laughs> going on. And I actually love that because I mean that's real life, right? I was, I was hoping you didn't hear that, but yeah. <laughs> no, I'm actually enjoying it. I know you have someone working behind you, and I can see the chefs in the mirrors, and I I'm actually most entertained by this one on video today. So I'm glad we got to do it on video. I appreciate that. Well, that's Jessica back there. Jessica, say hello. Way Hi, here. Jessica. Yeah, she's saying nice I. <laughs> to meet you. <laughs> uh, so thank you again. It was such an honor and a pleasure to have you on the show today. And I can't wait for the book to be released. We'll be promoting it big time over here at Real Estate Real World. Well, I appreciate that very much. And, and uh, thank you for having me on. And, and, um, and, and come see us in Houston. I'm going to. It's going to be on. My, that's on my bucket list now. I can't Super. wait. 
Thank Super. you so much for joining us today. And thank you, everybody, for listening in on the Real Estate Real World. You can check us out on iTunes, on YouTube, and at realestaterealworld.com. Thanks again. Go out and make it an incredible day. And I love this quote, improve everything you touch. That's right. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye thank you. Thank you for joining us today on Real Estate Real World where we talk with masters and leaders in real estate and beyond on how we can raise the bar in our industry. Please subscribe over on iTunes. And while you're there, be sure to give us a review. Your reviews encourage us and help others find our podcast. For show notes and hot topics on what's going on right now in our real estate industry, pop on over to www.realestaterealworld.com and add your name to our email. Thanks again for listening and go out there, be a part of the elite masterclass in raising the bar on the real estate industry.